start your Tuesday off with us. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Dave DeFord, got Rob Lopez pushing all the buttons, making us sound good. Coming up on the show, the Bulls have fired Fred Hoiberg. We got Player of the Month awards that everyone's crazy about, and big-time matches in the NBA. Like this first one, the Denver Nuggets knock off the best team in basketball, according to Big Waz. Nuggets 106, Raptors 103. This was our game of the night. Just an incredible matchup. Uh, for the longest time in the third quarter, the 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 Nuggets just seemed to keep that 10-point cushion. Raptors would come down, hit a three. Nuggets would, would answer with a three. Couldn't really get over the hump. And then the Raptors eventually took the lead before the Nuggets closed this one out. That's six straight wins for the Denver Nuggets. Two incredible games in Toronto this week. Kawhi Leonard, 27 points, eight rebounds. Nikola Jokic, 23 points, 15 assists, 11 rebounds. Second triple-double of the season, 18th of his career. Uh, one time for my guy, Black Trey. Wancho with 15 points in the start. Hit some big shots in the second half. Kyle Lowry was terrible shooting the ball. Five points, one of seven shooting. Did have 11 assists. Uh, Raptors were 11 of 41 from deep. Dave, what did you take away from this game? Obviously, Jokic was a story, but these two teams were so much fun. I mean, this is a great game and it, and it just makes you hate the stupid conferences, man. Like I, I would love to get a playoff series of this, you know, think about the, the really interesting matchups that we could get Denver, Milwaukee or Denver, Toronto, or something like that, just to mix it up a little bit. Uh, but my big takeaway is that Denver's defense is real. Like we knew the Raptors were going to defend like this coming into the season. I mean, they obviously have the bodies, but the Raptors are no joke. And the nuggets defended the hell out of them tonight. I, I really think that the number one takeaway from this is that not only was Jokic just throwing ridiculous passes, but they also can really defend anybody in the league at this point. I mean, we saw them defend the warriors well earlier on the season and now they've defended, you know, what is by record, the best team in the league, the Toronto Raptors. I, I think that that says a lot. I mean, we're now 25 games in roughly and uh, they haven't, they haven't, gone back like they haven't regressed to this terrible defense that we've been so used to out of them yeah I I do want to see not that they had regressed when they had a downturn but they started out this season super hot then they went like one and one and six in their next seven games and now they're on that win streak again I kind of wonder if they'll be able to sustain the success or if it will be just kind of a roller coaster for them all season Uh, we got to talk about the call at the end of the game on an inbounds pass Jokic uh, draws a foul on Serge Ibaka I believe before the ball was inbounded gave them the free throw and the ball um, I, I think it was a pretty borderline call. I don't think it was a terrible call. I also think it's not a call you should necessarily make in those situations, but Jokic, and I say this in a, in a complimentary way, which most people will think I'm being, <laughs> it's a backhand compliment. He's the biggest flopper in the league and he's the best at it. Like forget James Harden, forget Chris Paul. Jokic is the biggest and best flopper in basketball. Well, his face always looks like he got hit in the nose, right? So that helps. I mean, right. it, you know, you get to the fourth quarter with him and it's just like, he's Rudolph over there. Um, but it's he, really an art though. Like he, he's mastered the flail. Like he, he's really good at, it. I'm like, I know people are going to think I'm just being a jerk about him because they think I don't like him. Uh, but it's really like impressive the way he has mastered the art of flopping. I worry about his neck. I mean, he, the way he snaps his neck back is just, I mean, it's preternatural. I I don't know how he does it. And uh, I mean, he's got great feel for when to flop. And and I I don't know what kind of uh, basketball IQ it takes to know when the refs are looking at you, but man, he just seems to pick the perfect moments. It, it it really is. It's special. We're watching something special happen every night. (laughs) It's really 
It's really an all-time moment every time he flops. It really is. This is. I mean, sure, the passing is great, but this is elite-level flopping that only Kevin Martin could hope to to mimic someday. <laughs> and then the other big game of the night: Clippers 129, Pelicans 126. Just an absurd Lou Williams shot at the end of this game—a long two that helps set up the the win. A fading to his left on the left wing, uh, the deep shot. Ended up with 20 points off the bench. Anthony Davis, 23 points, 13 rebounds, five assists, three steals, three blocks. Drew Holiday, 13 or 32 and 14. Julius Randle, 37 points in a start, and yet it didn't matter because the the Clippers bench, 52 points. They just destroyed off the bench so much. Uh, Tobias Harris had 27. Gallo had 24. Uh, this Clippers team, you know, had a little bit of a hiccup recently, but this God, they're so good. I'm going to keep ringing this bell until this run stops for the Clippers because it will eventually, they just don't have the high end talent, but doc rivers, he did this last year and now he's continued it into this season. This is the best coaching job of his coaching career. I mean, he has just been lights out. Almost every decision seems to pay off. He's getting the most out of these guys. I mean, you know, we all thought Avery Bradley was washed and then you watch him play and it's like, well, now he's out there doing stuff. I mean, it's not, it's not Avery Bradley from like six years ago, but he's still turning him into a useful player. And and of course, Lou Williams, you just can't let him go left. Don't let him dribble to his left at the end that, of the game. That's that it. That sounds, that sounds a lot easier. That's right. Said than done. Um, and Montrez Harrell, who I think is the sixth man of the year so far, 14 points off the bench. Um, not his best game, but he was, he was still pretty effective. Uh, the Pelicans though, man, they just, they can't defend. And granted the Clippers didn't defend well in this game either. The Pelicans cannot defend. Both teams feasted in the paint in this game. Both had over 60 points in the paint. And uh, and it just feels like we're wasting Anthony Davis' time. Well, I go back to what he said in that interview like a month ago where he felt like he had to play perfectly for them to win. I mean, is 23, 13, five, three steals and three blocks? I mean, is that perfect? And they still no, lose. No, I mean, he could have done more. I, I just, you know, maybe they missed Miritich tonight, although they were 13 out of 34 from behind the line. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I think now that they're 12 and 13, every loss, we're going to start to hear the murmurs, the trade rumors, the uh, Anthony Davis isn't happy. Remember, now he's with clutch. So you're going to be hearing a lot of AD to, to the Lakers. This has been planned since he was drafted apparently. Uh, so we're going to start hearing more and more of that with every single loss, unless they can go out and get another, another wing. That's really they what they need. They can't they, Del exactly. his job. Let's stop I, pretending he's, he's any <laughs> kind of good. He's bad at his job. He always has been the, the last run they made last year in the second half was a fluke. Uh, they're a good team. They're just not that good. Yeah. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. So I guess the, my question for you, when's AD getting traded, you got to trade him now. Well, December 15th, there's, there's no rush. No, I think he's just more valuable now. He's Anthony Davis. He's always valuable. <laughs> that is a good point. Right, Anthony Davis see. with bird rights is valuable. Anthony Davis with, with chicken rights, with snake rights. So that any kind of bird, any kind of animal rights, he's valuable. Hey Dave, it's Tuesday. You know what that means with FanDuel? The back-to-back Wednesday challenge. That's right. You go to fanduel.com slash B2B. That's the letter B, the number two, the letter B after a fanduel.com. You're going to sign up. You put in $5. Dave, they're going to give you $5 for putting in that $5. And then you can play with B2B listeners every single Wednesday in our challenge. 
We got to shout out our guy, Andre, uh, who was on the mailbag last week with his horrific Kawhi Leonard, Ben Simmons takes. And uh, he won last week, got to join us on the Friday mailbag. If you win this week, we'll talk to you on Friday. And you can ask us any question you want, no matter how dumb it is, because that's what I do on the mailbag. <laughs> that's right. No one can take your role. No, no one can take the role. You can just add to it. Go to fanduel.com slash B2B, join up, deposit, get money, and come play with us. All right, let's get to the news for Tuesday. The Bulls fire Fred Hoiberg and put Jim Boylan in the interim, or not the interim head coach. He's just the head coach now. It's going to, from Hoiball to Boylan ball, that's what we're going with. This decision was not based on our record, plain and simple, according to John Paxson. Uh, John Paxson also said, we felt a different energy the past few weeks. We're lacking a spirit, and we need to get that back. There are so many things so many small things that go into being a head coach in this league. It's a very difficult job. We felt a lot of things needed to be addressed. He did a lot of good things and handle a lot of difficult situations with class. We're grateful. Uh, here's the thing about this, Dave, is I don't think Fred Hoiberg was the right coach for this job. I don't think I don't, I'm not even convinced he's a good coach, but I don't think he was also given a shot with this Bulls team in any way, whether it was Jimmy Butler, Rajon Rondo, Dwayne Wayne, uh, situation or this rebuild situation. Either way, I don't think he was given a good shot. Well, you said boiling ball. I mean, it's more like boiling bag because this roster is just going to get cooked. I don't care who the coach is. Oh. Fred Hoiberg getting fired. Yeah. You know, like wh what's the point of firing him on December 3rd? I don't get it. If he wasn't the guy in September, you should have fired him in September. Yeah. I, I don't I, understand I, it. I completely agree. I, I you know, I get it. Like they weren't playing with pace. Their offense was worst in the league or second worst in the league. I mean, there, there were a lot of bad things. Zach Levine can't get good shots off because they, there is no real creativity for getting him better shots. So he's down to 30% from three and he's a really good shooter. So that's kind of crazy to me. Um, they had a bunch of injuries. Like I just, I don't really understand what the expectation was. Now, maybe it'll come out that these players didn't like him that You know, things were uh, brewing in a very bad way, but I just, I look at this, I look at this Bulls organization and unless they had an incredible run with Derrick Rose become the MVP or they had the greatest player of all time on this roster, when has this franchise ever been good? Well, they've been a mess even when those things were happening. I mean, don't forget that back in the 90s, they had all this turmoil. They didn't want to pay Scottie Pippen, yeah. who was probably the second best player in the league at that point. I, I mean, I don't know, man. Like they, again, like you said, they got lucky twice. They got Derrick Rose having a ridiculous season and they had Michael Jordan, the greatest to ever do it. And they've shown nothing to, to, I mean, Danny LaRue says that ownership is the greatest like differentiator in this league. And oh, I know absolutely. that you're a huge proponent of that. When we talk oh, about yeah. Minnesota, it comes up all the time. The bulls are a classic example of that. Cause that is the, one of the biggest markets in the league it and is. they don't R share Ryan's a team. Yeah. Reinsdorf is terrible. I mean, he's a bad owner, right? Like he, That's like it. it's, it's a dysfunctional situation. And, and I've said this, you know, I've said this forever where people have said, Oh, it's unfair. The big markets have an advantage. No, they don't. Good owners no. have an advantage. Exactly. Look at J James Dolan in New York. Look at uh, Donald Sterling in, in LA with the Clippers. Now Reinsdorf with the bulls. Like it takes a special set of circumstances for bad owners to have success. And it's just rare that you have a, an owner like Reinsdorf come through and be successful. You basically have to have the greatest player of all time. I, absolutely. And, and you know, uh, on the other end, you know, let's not feel too bad for Fred Hoiberg. He's still going to get paid. And when he's sitting on the beach, I don't think he's going to be worried about missing out on asking Zach Levine and Jabari Parker to please play defense.
That's uh, yeah. At least he at least he doesn't have to do that anymore, and and maybe that pacemaker gets a little less work. Uh, it's a other, it's a mercy firing. <laughs> it is. It's actually yeah. Good for him. Collect yeah. that check. Sit on the beach. Go ahead, right. have a vacation, Fred. Yeah. Uh, and good good luck to Jim Boylan. I'm sure he's the answer head coach. Uh, let's get to the Player of the Month awards. Giannis Antetokounmpo gets named the Eastern Conference Player of the Month. Huge shock there. Tobias Harris named the Western Conference Player of the Month. That is a little bit of a surprise, Dave. Kevin Durant's not in the Western Conference. I guess he already not. Went, to, went to the Knicks. Anthony Davis not in the Western Conference. He you know he got traded to the Celtics. I guess. What, what uh, LeBron stay in Cleveland? I I don't know. I mean you know. But hey, Tobias has been really good. He has. I, I, I'm not. I'm not mad at it. It's just a surprise to me because I thought there were. I thought there were better options. Uh, speaking of Tobias Harris, his coach Doc Rivers named the Western Conference Coach of the Month for October and November. Nick Nurse takes it in the Eastern Conference. No surprise there. They're the best record in the league. Uh, Luka Doncic gets named the Rookie of the Month in the West, and then Trey Young gets Eastern Conference Rookie of the Month, which. Uh, you know, he's, his passing has been incredible. Like he is, he has great vision. He's very good with it, but some of the worst shot making in the world, uh, he's been really bad on that, on that aspect of the game. That's supposed to be his strength. Yeah. I think Colin Sexton probably could have won this award. Uh, he's been pretty good, especially since moving into the starting lineup. I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I don't really, I hate to be a jerk about it. I don't really care about this award. I don't think it really matters that much, but it does. It is kind of indicative when you see who wins, uh, you know, maybe who the voters are. All right, East Coasters, maybe you can't get to Los Angeles for the January 12th live show, but we have a show in Boston Saturday, March 2nd, at the end of the Sloan Conference at the Middle East in Boston. Tickets are on sale to the general public. VIP is sold out unless, you know, you're a Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash count the dings. You sign up. You maybe get into that Discord. Maybe work out your own deals for this kind of show and getting a VIP ticket. But other than that, VIP is sold out. You can get your tickets. Uh, Got to get them soon because they are going to go pretty fast. They should be done uh, relatively soon. So just go to Jade Hoy's Twitter, go to the count the dings, Twitter, search for that ticket link and get tickets today. Again, March 2nd, the middle East in Boston, East coasters come out, see us, get to see Mariano, Amin El Hassan, uh, Tom Haverstroh, black Trey, big was myself, uh, a lot of special guests. It's going to be a good one. All right, let's go through the other games from Monday night. The Thunder choke out the Detroit Pistons, 100-83. Russell Westbrook, 18 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. Paul George had 17 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. Blake Griffin with 20 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. But OKC swarmed him with double teams all night long. Andre Drummond, 13 points, 6 rebounds. Just the third time this season he's been under 10 rebounds in a game. Thunder blew them away in the third quarter with a 37-19 quarter Uh Dave, their defense is just OKC's defense is just stellar. I mean, best in the league so far this season, and they still don't have Andre Robertson back, which eventually might be a problem because he keeps getting hurt. But if they get him back at any point towards the playoffs, this is the best defense in basketball. Well, yeah, and then they're middle of the pack offensively. I mean, that's kind of a a, a surprise because last year we saw when they lost Robertson, they actually their offense and defense got worse. So they've sorted out the defense. And they're playing like league average offense and, you know, with this elite defense, that's all they need. Now, whether that translates to the playoffs or not, who knows? And I'm sure that when they bring Robertson back after he recovers from this, uh, was it an avulsion fracture? Yeah, avulsion yeah. fracture, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, once he recovers from that, you know, I'm sure that they even have another notch. But, I mean, currently they're f- tied for third in the league with the Denver Nuggets and net rating. Um, I mean, I don't know, man, like. I don't know if you can bring Robertson back. I think it does present a problem. Just like you said. 
it's gonna it's gonna be just they're they they are going to be the team that no one wants to play in the playoffs simply because of that defense. Warriors one twenty eight, Hawks one eleven. Not a surprise here, but Steph Curry thirty points in his second game back from that groin injury. Had eighteen in the first quarter. Kevin Durant twenty eight points, eight assists. Klay Thompson had twenty seven points. John Collins had a nice game, twenty four and eleven for the Hawks. Hawks were just five of twenty six from deep. Trey Young twenty points, but it took twenty shots to do it. He was zero five from three. Three assists, seven turnovers. Cavs eke out a win over the Nets, 99-97. Alec Burks with an amazing drive and a two-handed dunk uh, to win the game with three seconds left. He had 13 points and seven rebounds. Burks, he has confidence, Larry does, and Burks' ability to facilitate. Going to work behind the back. Spencer Dinwiddie missed a game-winning three-point attempt. Just a kind of a Rex Chapman-esque attempt where he's fading towards the, the sideline. Didn't love the look from him, um, but that's what the Nets went with. Uh, Jordan Clarkson led the Cavs with 20 points. Tristan Thompson up in that trade value, Dave. 19 points, 14 rebounds, had a huge dunk in the final minute. D'Angelo Russell, 30 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists in the loss. Definitely think that a playoff team is going to come sniffing around Tristan Thompson. Definitely think that that's going to happen. Two more games on the docket. Wizards 110, Knicks 107. John Wall, 18 points, 15 assists. One hilarious lost defensive possession, uh, but they still pull out the victory over the Knicks. Beal with 27.7 assists. Wizards dominated the third quarter to take control of this game. Uh, they were up 13 points with three minutes left, ended up winning by three. Uh, Courtney Lee hit a three with uh, less than a second left to make it look a little closer than it was. Tim Hardaway Jr. with 20. Ennis Cantor, 13.16 rebounds. And then the Minnesota Timberwolves, can't stop winning. They beat the Rockets 103-91. Rockets were 10 and 4 coming into this game when Harden, Paul, and Capella all played together 42 and 3 last season with that trio. Wolves have now won 5 of the last 6. They were down, Dave, 19 points in this game. They end up winning by 12. Just dominated the third quarter, gave up only 9 points to the Rockets in the fourth quarter. Carl Anthony Towns 24 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, also three steals. Andrew Wiggins had 16 points and three blocks. He was great in this game. Chris Paul, 5.7 assists, one of eight shooting. James Harden, 29 points, eight assists. None of it mattered. I, you know, I've been very, very hard on the young guys in Minnesota, Wiggins and Towns. Towns' defensive effort has just, I mean, waxed and waned depending on the, the I don't know, the the moon, maybe the, the temperature. Uh, I don't know. But it's pretty clear that since Jimmy Butler has been traded, that these two guys – they feel a little bit inspired. Maybe they, they got tired of hearing the criticism in the media, maybe just from Jimmy himself. And they have dedicated themselves to trying hard. And it's amazing the turnaround that you can make defensively. Now it helps that you add a guy like Robert Covington, who is an all world defender, but these guys can clearly do it. Now, can they continue this? I mean, they've been on a nice run since Butler's been gone. Uh, and obviously the offense from, from Carl Anthony towns has been just tremendous. But the defensive side of the basketball is where I was most impressed tonight, in particular in the fourth quarter. Like you said, held the Rockets to only nine points. Carl Anthony Towns is all over the place. He was stepping up in the pick and roll. He was blocking shots. He actually got caught in a two-on-one and uh, you know dropped back to cover the lob from Capella and wound up switching onto the ball handler and then knocking the ball away and getting a steal. Again, these are the type of plays that we all know he had in him, and now we're actually seeing them. Yeah, since the trade, the Timberwolves are the third best defense in the league with a 101.2 defensive rating. They're eight and three during these 11 games, and they have the fourth best net rating at plus 7.8. Uh, Rocco came in, Dario Sarge came in, and that those all those bad vibes left. And this team 
legitimately plays good basketball. Now it's, it's a, a stunning turnaround that actually might save Tom Thibodeau's job. Wolves fans won't want that, but it, that's how well they're playing. This trade is looking really, really good for Minnesota. I mean, they, they got deeper and that's hard to do to get deeper. You really added two starting level players. Uh, not to mention again, Robert Covington is like an all NBA defender. This, this is just a, it was a huge trade for Minnesota. I mean, you know, we can take it all and put it together and we could say, well, you lost Jimmy Butler after a year and you had blah, 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 blah. The truth is if you look at each deal individually, this was a great trade for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Absolutely. Let's get to the line of the night. Uh, Nikola Jokic, 23 points, 11 rebounds, 15 assists. D'Angelo Russell, 30 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Steph Curry had 30 points in 29 minutes, hit 6 threes. Drew Holiday, 32 points, 14 assists. We got to go Jokic, right? There's no way. I mean, Jokic was a, was a monster in that game. Yeah, it was huge. Not to mention the game-winning flop. Game-winning flop had a big free throw after that flop. Uh, the kind of the kind of winning flopping that you can get behind that uh, you know really fueled the Rockets for the last few years, and now Jokic has taken that torch and uh, and really flopped to the ground with it. Just a just a great great effort by everybody. Uh, check out the back to back basketball buds episode coming out later today. We've also got Nerdish wrote coming out on Thursday. B O M M has its own feed. Go subscribe. Go check out the new episode for Monday. Uh, we have a very special woke bros coming up. You can find those podcasts on any platform you listen to on podcast, subscribe, rate, review the daily ding, as well as back to back. We've got uh Kian Fahey's NFL pod, the interceptable, which we'll record on Tuesday, come out on Wednesday. And of course the house of Strauss, uh, go ahead, have yourself a nice day at work, brush your teeth, eat, you know, treat yourself to a nice, a nice breakfast. Maybe a, you know, maybe the buttermilk egg waffle today, or maybe a nice pop tart. Dave, uh, thanks for joining us. And, uh, and in the words of black Trey, hit us with the ding, 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 ding.